Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women working in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join a female cabinet maker in California in bringing together kitchen remodeling and working with your hands for a living. Welcome your host, Camille Finan. So to get into this episode, I thought I'd talk to a real expert. No, not an art historian or a museum director, but a real expert, a regular person who might incorporate art into their home or life just because they are drawn to it. Because let's face it, that's what it means on a basic level, to pay for something that has some intrinsic value just by looking at it. So I'm bringing in my mom, a Norwegian from Minnesota via Norway, who is extremely practical and non-frivolous to get her opinion on a very specific glass artist. We're talking about the very famous Chihuly and what it meant to her to see his work in person in Seattle. And if you've never heard his name before, or maybe think he's still not relevant, check out the reference to his famous chandelier in the just-released movie, Where Do You Go Bernadette, starring Kate Blanchett and Kristen Wiig, where they refer to it specifically. Now on to Mary Lavasser, my mom and resident, regular person slash art expert. Let's get into the show. Everybody. Today I've got my mom with me, so I'd like to welcome Mary Lavasser to the show. Mom, thanks so much for being here today with me. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I know. I feel like I should have done this a lot longer ago, but <laughs> thanks so much for joining me. And if you could just share, you know, a little bit about your background, where you came from, and like, you know, where you live now, and just kind of bring everybody up to speed of like, you know, who you are and where you came from. Okay, well, I grew up in Bemidji, Minnesota, which is the icebox of the nation back then, and um, moved to California in 1967. And my husband and I now reside in a Dell Webb community in Roseville, California, and we love it. And my, my background uh, career was mostly in education. I worked in management, and it was always a privilege to work with both the teachers and the students. So that's a little background of where I've come from. That's awesome. And what do you miss? You miss, You mentioned Bemidji. What do you miss about Bemidji still? It's so beautiful. Uh, Minnesota itself is, you know, the land of the state of 10,000 lakes and everything's green and um, it, it's just really a beautiful state. And it's so clean and, and pure and pristine, mm-hmm. but I don't miss the winters. <laughs> Yes, which is what I was going to ask about. So what do you love about California? (laughs) Well, you know what? California is a very interesting state. And I've been actually here since 1967 now. Lived all up and down the state. And it's really a beautiful, beautiful state. Uh, We live inland in Roseville. And we love where we live because we're within... Uh, two to three hours of anything we want to do. We can go to Reno, we can go to San Francisco, and the Del Webb community is just 
a wonderful community. We've lived here seven years now, and you just couldn't ask for better people. That's great. And great weather, even though today it's actually quite cold, but usually well, it's, it's really yes, nice. It, yeah. And that is one thing I should have mentioned is that what we do like about where we live in Northern California is there are seasons. And in Minnesota, there are seasons. And that is one thing I really, really like. So they're just not as severe here, but it's really nice to change from shorts to sweaters and uh, it just makes it more fun. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So let's get on to sort of why I brought you here. Um, as you know, we're doing a series on glass blowing, women in glass blowing. And specifically, I wanted to talk a little bit to you about like art and what is art and is it is art important and why do we need art? And you have fallen in love with a with a specific glass blower, um, very famous glass blower, Chihuly. And so I wanted to get your experience as like a regular person. You know, what has been your experience with that? Obviously, his art can be extremely expensive, but I just wanted to see like what a regular person's view of art is and how you fell in love with Chihuly and where you first came across it. Well, probably about 20 years ago now, um, I was exposed, first exposed to Chihuly with some friends down at Filoli Gardens in Woodside, California. And our friends took us there, and that was my first experience of seeing Chihuly's work displayed at the beginning or at the opening of the gardens there. So that was my first experience. And then uh, probably about 10 years ago, my cousin and I went to Phoenix, and we toured the Desert Botanical Garden in Phoenix, and his work was on display at that entrance also. Bright green trees, all made of glass. So I thought, wow, that's really beautiful. Then this past summer, we went to visit our grandkids in Seattle. And lo and behold, that is where the Chihuly Garden and Glass Museum is. And so our grandson took us there. And it's just amazing, just amazing. And his work is so colorful and so uh, creative, the, the designs and the structures that, you know, it, it's just it's it's a place everybody should go, whether you're an artist or whether whatever, you should go. Mm -hmm. Like, how did it make you feel when you first saw it? Well, first you walk into the garden and it's just all this greenery and all his art, you know, his uh, glasswork and so forth mixed in with the garden. And then you go into the glass museum. Wow. It's so overwhelming, actually, and so colorful. That's one of the things I really like about his work is that he uses every color of the spectrum, from red to green to lavender to black, in expressing himself in his work. So for me, as it turned out, I ended up liking the outside in the gardens the best, just because of the simplicity, I think, and the contrast of the green grass and the trees and so forth, and the color of his work. Hmm. And so uh, how long did that take to go through it? Like, was it, is it a pretty quick, like, do you walk through it? Like, what's the experience like? Well, it's as long as you want to make it because there's so much work there on display. But we only were there probably about three hours because we also went to the Space Needle, which is right next door. Mm -hmm. And of all the people that were there, like, can you kind of describe like the, you know, the audience that's there? Is it young? Is it old? Like what was, you know, I know you're a big observer. You're a huge people watcher. And so I knew this must be a, an amazing experience just to watch all the people there. So like, what was that like? 
Well, that was very interesting. I would have thought maybe this would be more for, you know, the adult community. But we had families that were there with yeah, children, maybe, maybe five and up. And they were very, very interested because his work has such a variety that it just would be of interest. And, and I still think that the colors that he used would, would uh, uh, interest a child. Mm-hmm. Um, were there a few pieces that you just really connected to and, and why? Were there some of your favorites? I mean, it sounds like everything there is beautiful and gorgeous, but were there a couple things that you just really connected to? And what do you think, what, you know, what was it that connected to you? Well, in the inside in, in all honesty, it was so there was so much there that for me it got a little confusing. So I had to kind of sort it out, and I my eyes just I realized my eyes went to the gardens and these beautiful simple pieces. They were spikes, and they were all kinds of different. You know, out the outside area for me that was that was my favorite. And were was there a couple pieces specifically out there you liked the best? Oh yeah. I love the green tree. Mm-hmm. It's a big tree and it's green. <laughs> and it's just amazing. And then there was another one that was was red. And then there were some, uh, I would say, I would call them maybe royal blue, like spikes mm-hmm. out in the middle of um, the garden. Yeah, I think that's probably his signature, like his chandeliers. He's really known for that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like maybe that was one in a blue. And we'll put some of those pictures in the show notes for you guys to see. Yeah. For those of you that can't quite get to Seattle. So sort of to wrap up, I mean, what do you think, you know, as just a regular person, what do you think the value of art is in real life? I mean, it can't run your car. You can't eat it. You can't, it doesn't really help you function in any way specifically. You know, from your perspective, what is the real value of art and, and why do we still need it? For me, um, I think it's such a personal thing. I think it. I think art expresses, you know, ideas and feelings. And for me, it's a visual. Uh, might be a simple picture on a wall or a vase or something like that. It might be the color that strikes me. But I think that's different for every person. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's very personal, right? And so for you personally. How did it make you feel like being there in that garden? I felt like it was, I felt like even though there were people there, I just felt like I, it was about me sitting in the midst of this beautiful, beautiful arrangement. Hmm. That's awesome. It, was a, it, it, it really put me at peace. I, I can't describe it any better. Hmm. That's awesome. I love it. Well, there you go, people from a regular person, a regular mom. You know, that's the value of some simple, gorgeous, fantastical glass in the middle of a field, basically. Um, You kind of felt like one of the flowers, basically, in that universe. So uh, I think that's great, Mom. I love it. Thanks for sharing. We'll put your, you took some beautiful photos. Mom's an amateur photographer. We'll put some photos from the the gallery. And um, we'll see you guys next week where we wrap up our final interview with Shannon and this series. So thanks so much, Mom. Thank you very much for inviting me. A huge thanks to my mom for sharing her opinion and viewpoint on art and what it means to regular people. 
Since I don't make pieces of art and I don't really consider building kitchen cabinets art in the same way, it's hard for me sometimes to relate to, but I do feel a better connection to this now. So let's wrap this up and get to our final interview with Shannon and see why she left her very successful career as a glassblower in the Renaissance Fair and took the risk to build something even bigger and better on her own. listening to Remodel Your Life. I sure have enjoyed being with you today. And if you really like our show, we'd love it if you would subscribe through iTunes. You can always send us feedback through email at Camille at RemodelYourLifePodcast.com. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Remodel Your Life Podcast. This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. Hey.